DeMar Hamlin is a professional football player who plays for the Buffalo Bills. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, on a football field in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, he went into cardiac arrest on the field. My family and I were watching the game when it happened, and we've watched hundreds of football games and not seen anything quite like this before. I felt bad for the commentators who were trying. Nobody had anything to say, and no one knows what's going on. And so here is this person who's receiving CPR on the field. He uh, made a hit, and it was just the strangest circumstances. Uh, his heart went into cardiac arrest. He collapsed on the field, and people were totally, utterly shaken. The commentators didn't know what to say or sort of how to speak about this. And so the one phrase I kept saying over and over again was, uh, our prayers go out to him and to his family. Uh, and it was interesting to hear them saying that just so openly. The next morning on ESPN's program NFL Live, uh, Dan Orlovsky, who is a former Detroit Lions quarterback and is one of the hosts of that program, uh, he was commenting on what happened and the fact that everybody is offering prayers. And Dan Orlovsky went a step further. And I'd actually like you to watch the video of what he did on ESPN Live, uh, the NFL Live the next morning. Football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football mm -hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like, thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say, like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to, it's just on my heart that I want to pray for It is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you, and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 It's beautiful. Respectfully. We will continue to cover this. took a lot of courage to do that. <clears throat> and I think the reason he did it is because he believes that prayer actually has something to do with healing. We have the opportunity this morning to think about the fact of how healing works and how Jesus is involved in healing today. So let me invite you to take a Bible and turn uh, to the book of Matthew chapter 8. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, there's one in the rack in front of you. In those Bibles, it's page 789. Matthew chapter 8. And we have just a few verses to look at this morning, but it's a super big topic, which is sickness, illness, healing. Uh, the fact that Dan Orlovsky thought it was important to pray. The fact that DeMar Hamlin has continued to ask people to pray for him, uh, for his health. The fact that on national television, I've watched ESPN a lot. I've not seen that often. <laughs> Uh, but I think, you know, that was from the Lord uh, to encourage us to think that God cares about the situations that we're going through. 
And so we're gonna look at a passage today that is meant to remind us of that and to encourage us wherever we are in our journey and thinking through illness and healing and sickness. Matthew 8, verses 14 to 17. So just a few verses here. Let me read them aloud for us. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. There are three observations from this passage about God and about healing that I'd like to share with us this morning. The first two of the three observations come from asking the question, why does Jesus heal somebody who has a fever? And why does Matthew bother to write it down for us? I mean, I get that Matthew is going to include stories in his gospel of people who, uh, who were born blind and were able to see or the deaf who were able to hear or when Jesus raises people from the dead. Of course, those are going to be in the gospels. But here's a story about a woman with a fever that Jesus heals. Why does he go out healing this person? And more importantly, I guess, why does Matthew record this for us? Well, the first observation is to recognize that Jesus cares about every single thing that we go through. This is not a life-threatening fever. This is just a normal fever illness. She's laying down because she's just trying to get better. In fact, if you read the story carefully, nobody even asks for healing. Nobody thinks, well, Jesus is here. We may as well try to get him to heal Peter's mother-in-law. It's just a fever, some rest, some liquids. Hopefully she'll be better. But Jesus comes into the house, finds out that she's sick, and takes it upon himself to go and heal her. And the point is, he does that because he loves her. Because he's, he cares and is concerned. And the reason Matthew writes this down is he doesn't want us to think. The Holy Spirit, through Matthew, does not want us to think that all God cares about is the big stuff, like cancer or cardiac arrest. No, God cares about every single thing that we go through. He cares about our fevers. He cares about our sprained ankles. He cares about arthritis. He cares about the difficulties. He cares when we get a mild case of COVID and we think, well, this is no big deal. I should be better in a couple of days. The good news is Jesus loves you and cares about everything you go through. I love this verse in 3 John, verse two. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Our God doesn't just care that we have good souls. He cares about our health. And what Jesus wants for us is good health. He wants us to enjoy good health. And I think Matthew goes out of his way to say, yes, Jesus caused people born blind to be able to see. Jesus raised people from the dead. Jesus did jaw-dropping, amazing miracles. And Jesus healed this woman of a fever. 
Jesus walked into the house and thought, yeah, I want to help her. I want to bless her. And that's how God feels about us. Everything that we go through, everything that we're concerned about, he's concerned about. You may never have thought to pray when you get a fever. You may not think to pray when you get a cold. You may not think when you go through something to pray when you've got a sprained ankle. You may not think, but God cares. And when you get better, you can say thank you to him because he is the God of all healing. He is the God of all health. And so the first observation is that Jesus loves us and is concerned about every single thing we go through, big or small. The second observation has to do with the fact that he's healing a woman from something that she would normally go to the doctor for. Sometimes when we read stuff, you know, written 2,000 years ago, we think to ourselves, oh, back then, they thought everything was sort of spiritual and that when you got sick, you went to a priest or to a witch doctor or to a shaman. And I'm sure there's some of that that went on. But when the time when Matthew was written, that's not what they thought. Look at what Matthew says in verse 16. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. Those are two separate things. Matthew is trying to point out, hey, look, we know the difference between demon stuff and medical stuff. And it's not like everybody back then thought everything was sort of spiritual or result of sin. They had doctors. Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke and also the book of Acts, he was a medical doctor. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is going to say, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. He's not saying if you're sick, you find a faith healer. He's saying sick people go to the doctor. That's what they thought. There is a woman who has an issue with blood and she spends 12 years going to doctors for healing. Why? Well, that's what you do. That's what people at this time did. Now, they didn't understand <clears throat> that sort of the ultimate cause of disease might be microbiology, the way we kind of think about things today. But they understood there were doctors, there were physicians, there were diseases, there were illnesses. And for the most part, those are the people you go to for healing. And yes, a doctor may not be able to cause a blind person to receive their sight or a deaf person to be able to hear, but doctors help with fevers. So why did Matthew include this? It was not to say Jesus takes the place of doctors. The reason he put this in here was to show us that normally God is at work in and through doctors and medicine to bring healing. And that Jesus showing up and taking care of a fever is to remind us that God is still present today dealing with things like fever in and through the medicine and the medical system. Sometimes God does choose to heal outside of medicine. But more often than not, God is present in and through medicine, healing and blessing people. And so Jesus chooses something that normally you would go to a doctor for to bring healing, to remind people that all the fevers we get healed from, whether from ibuprofen or from Jesus directly, is a gift from God. In fact, 
there's a writing. We call it apocryphal because it's a religious writing that didn't belong in the Bible because it wasn't inspired by the Holy Spirit in the same way, but it's ancient religious literature in our world that was good devotional things from a book called Ben Sirah. This was written 200 years before Jesus. And it gives a really great and I think encouraging way to think about how God and medicine interact and to think it's not sort of moderns that are trying to figure this out. People, who, people of God have been thinking about this for thousands of years. Listen to what Ben Sira says. This is in chapter 38, verses 1 to 14. It's a long passage, but let me read it to you because I think it's pretty insightful to think through the combination of how God is involved with medicine. Honor physicians for their services. For the Lord created them, for their gift of healing comes from the Most High, and they are rewarded by the King. The skill of physicians makes them distinguished, and in the presence of the great they are admired. The Lord created medicines out of the earth, and the sensible will not despise them. Was not water made sweet with a tree in order that its power might be known? And he gave skill to human beings that he might be glorified in his marvelous works. By them the physician heals and takes away pain. The pharmacist makes a mixture from them. God's works will never be finished. And from him health spreads over all the earth. My child, when you are ill, do not delay, but pray to the Lord, and he will heal you. Give up your faults and direct your hands rightly and cleanse your heart from all sin. Offer a sweet-smelling sacrifice and a memorial portion of choice flour and pour oil on your offering as much as you can afford. Then give physicians their place, for the Lord created them. Do not let them leave you, for you need them. There may come a time when recovery lies in the hands of physicians, for they too pray to the Lord that he grant them success in diagnosis and in healing for the sake of preserving life. I love what I think here is biblical wisdom. It's not inspired in the same way the Bible is, but the Holy Spirit speaks in lots of ways. And the wisdom I see here is someone from ancient times saying, hey, look, when you get sick, make sure you're right with God. Confess your sins. Make your offerings to the Lord and go to the doctor. Because in and through physicians, God is at work. And sometimes God heals people apart from medicine. But often God heals people in and through medicine. And let me say especially to those of you who are in the medical profession. If you've never heard of Ben Sear, and most of you probably have, that's a great passage to kind of think through and to pray through. And if you're not a person who currently is praying that God would, would use your gifts, if you're not currently praying for help with diagnoses, if you're not praying for the right medicine, please do this because God is at work in and through you. Pray that as you do the work God's given you to do, that people would see him working in you to cause healing and blessing. And so the second reason why this story is here is not for us to think, well, we don't need doctors, we got Jesus. It's for us to realize that doctors and nurses and people in the medical community are gifts from God through which he often heals. And so Jesus chooses to heal something we normally go to the doctor for, to remind us it's not the doctor or the medicine, it's God at work 
and the doctor and the medicine to bring healing. There's a third observation, and it has less to do with this fever and more to do with verse 17. Because to be honest, anytime you talk about divine healing, there's always somewhere in the back of most of our minds the question, well, what about the people who don't get healed? What about those who've got tons of faith, who've prayed earnestly and honestly? What about those who have gone to the medical community and believe that God would heal through them? What about those who've come to elders for prayer and yet have not experienced healing? That's where verse 17 comes in. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Of all of the healings that Matthew records through the Holy Spirit, this is the one that he attaches a prophecy to from the Old Testament. That Matthew says Jesus being present among us, this is a fulfillment of some promises that God made. That God would not leave us in the state that we're in, but would come to help us. Now it's interesting to know which prophecy Matthew attaches to this. There are lots of choices. The one I might have expected after reading this passage is Psalm 103, verse 3. In that passage, God says that he forgives all our sins and he heals all our diseases. <clears throat> Jesus just got done healing a bunch of people of diseases. You would think Psalm 103, verse 3 is happening. That's the one to put here. But that's not what the Holy Spirit writes here. What the Holy Spirit writes is, he took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. This is a quote from Isaiah 53. It's a passage about suffering. It's about how Jesus suffered intensely for our sake. And the language here is language of taking up, of carrying, of bearing. The word for carry is to take a load and help somebody with it. If you've got a heavy backpack and your back's starting to hurt because you're carrying this backpack around and someone comes and says, let me carry that backpack for you, they are bearing a burden for you. They are carrying a heavy weight. What this verse says is that Jesus became human so that he could help carry the weight of sickness and illness. It's a recognition that while God does heal lots of people, there are some with chronic illness, chronic pain, there are some with fibromyalgia, some with dementia, some with long haul COVID, some with inoperable cancer, that there are those among us who have not experienced that healing power yet. But the promise of Jesus is that he will come alongside and bear and carry those burdens with us. So watch the logic of the, pa the passage. It starts narrow and gets very wide. The first observation, Jesus cares about every physical ailment we experience, big or small. There is nothing outside of his concern. The second broadens more to say that Jesus 
heals. Sometimes he heals apart from medicine. Often he heals through medicine. But it's always Jesus healing. And then finally it broadens out even more. If the goal was simply healing, we wouldn't put Isaiah 53 here. And in this final point, what Jesus is saying is is that the real point is not that he's a healer. The real point is that he loves us desperately, totally, and completely. And that sometimes that love is expressed in healing. And sometimes that love is expressed in him carrying weights and burdens by not healing us and walking alongside of us. We began the sermon with a prayer from Dan Orlovsky, which I thought was super courageous. And if you believe Jesus is a healer, we should pray for healing. I believe the reason, uh, one of the reasons why Damar Hamlin is not dead today is because of the immediate medical care that he received on the field and at the University of Cincinnati Medical Hospital provided for him, I believe, by God. I also believe the reason why he's not dead is because Dan Orlovsky had the courage in public on ESPN to pray out loud to Jesus for healing. And so I want to be courageous this morning and I want to pray here out loud for healing. So I've asked three people from our congregation if they will come and help me with this. Diane and Justin and Linda, if you'd come and join me on the platform. And in just a minute, I'm going to ask you If you would like to request, I got three different categories, so listen to what they all are, healing. I'm going to ask you to stand in a minute, and I'm going to ask a different person to pray over different situations. So the first situation, I'm going to run through all three, and then we're going to go back through and let you stand, if you're able. The first situation is if you would like healing. If you've got something going on in your life, if you've just been feeling under the weather, Uh, and you would like to be healed, you would like God to do something to help you in that situation, in a minute I'm gonna ask you, you can stand. You can also stand by proxy for somebody else. If there's someone else that you would like to experience healing, maybe it's something big like cancer, maybe it's something small like a headache, uh, and you want to stand, please would you do that? Or if recently God has healed you from something, if you've gotten better from COVID or you've gotten a sprained ankle fixed or whatever it is, and you just want to stand and say thank you. That's the first category. And then Diane's going to lead us just in a prayer over those who are asking for healing or thanking God for healing. The second group is we're going to give you a chance. uh, If you're in the medical profession, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if you're a technician, if you work in the health insurance business, if you're a chiropractor, anything associated with the medical community, We want to give you just, if you're able, a chance to stand. And Justin is going to say a prayer that God would be at work over you and through you and in you and that people would see God in you. And so we want to give you a chance to do that. And then the third group, and you might stand for the first and the third. (laughs) The third group is for those who are walking through chronic pain and illness and struggle and have not yet experienced the healing power of God. We're just going to give you a chance to stand and ask that Jesus would help carry that burden. And Linda's going to pray over you for that. So to begin, if you're here and you would like healing from Jesus, something big, something small, or you'd like to say thank you to Jesus for healing, would you please stand if you're able? And Diane is going to come and lead us in a prayer 
over you. Please pray with me. Gracious God, you are our rock, our fortress, our deliverer. We take refuge in you as we struggle with sickness. You are our creator, so you know our bodies inside and out. What we're going through is no surprise to you, and nothing we ask is too hard for you. So we call to you who are worthy of praise. For some of us, the cords of death and destruction are entangling us and overwhelming our bodies and spirits. Some of us are afraid. Some of us are discouraged. But in our distress, we come to you, Lord, for help. Hear our cries for healing and move as only you can. You say that without faith, it is impossible to please you. So today, Lord, we come in faith and ask you for healing and know that you are able. Lord, I lift up those who are standing who have received a scary diagnosis. We hear words like cancer, Parkinson's, MS, diabetes, heart disease, mental illness, or other daunting diseases and illnesses, and we feel the weight that they carry, God. Please bear the burden of these children of yours. Oh, Lord, I ask for your healing over them right now. We know that you can do that. If now is not the time you choose, would you give them a sense of calm, comfort, and peace as they walk this journey? Help them to have courage and trust your goodness and plan for their life. I lift up those going through chemotherapy and other ongoing treatments. Help them to endure the suffering they are undergoing right now and provide them strength and healing, Lord. I pray for those who are ill and don't know what's wrong. Give them peace and calm as they anticipate appointments and testing. May they draw near to you and feel your presence with them. I pray for those who just aren't feeling well this morning. Maybe there's someone who has a big week ahead and they don't feel like their body has the strength for it. Lord, as Jim said, you love us and care about both the big and small diagnosis, so I ask for your healing over them as well. Lord, you know how we are formed, and you know that we are dust, but your love for us is everlasting. This morning, some of us have walked the path of illness and want to lift up a horn of praise for your healing, for what you've already done in our lives. God, you are the one who does more than we ask or imagine, and today we say thank you. Thank you for the gift of healing you've given me and others this morning, Lord. You reached down, as the psalmist said, you took hold of me, you drew me out of deep waters, and you rescued me. God, I was confronted with disaster, but you, you alone were my support. You have shown yourself to be so faithful. Who is like you, God? Thank you. Use our lives and our stories to proclaim your glory and your goodness to this world. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you're a part of the medical community, if you're involved in the medical industry at all, whether on the front lines or behind the scenes, uh, and you're able, we'd like you to stand. Uh, and Justin is going to say a prayer over you uh, that God might be present in you and through you. And that in the diagnoses that you give and the medicines that you prescribe and the working with the insurance and all of the stuff that God would work in and through you uh, to heal people and to bring him glory. Justin. <clears throat> Please pray with me.
Dear Jesus, uh, the great physician, I thank you for my amazing colleagues in the healthcare field here and around the world who tirelessly serve and care for others every day. You have given them incredible compassion and love so that they can provide hope and healing to those who need it most. We ask for your help to protect them from physical and emotional burnout, help them find rest, renewal, and joy in their work despite all the circumstances they face. Renew their energy and strength, support them with vivid moments of hope and peace during their shifts. Cover them in your love, build up their stamina so that the long hours, tough decisions, and difficult relations are easier to bear. Help them to use the talents and expertise you have given them to heal and to be there for their patients. Blessed Lord Jesus, be their guide and companion. Make them good Samaritans as they practice medicine and pour out their love on those they serve. Lastly, Lord, we ask that our prayers may be answered and that those in the medical field may be extended the compassion and kindness that they give so freely to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And then finally, if you're here and you're walking through a chronic pain or illness or it's been a long health journey and you've prayed for healing and it hasn't come yet, uh, and you'd like to ask God for additional strength and grace from Jesus uh, to bear the burden and to walk with you through this. If you're able, uh, we'd like you to stand now and Linda is going to offer a prayer over you. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, I come today before you in awe of you and praise you for your amazing grace, your deep mercy, and your boundless love toward us. You are Lord over all, and you are Lord over me. We praise you for being our divine healer, and thank you for the miraculous healings you've orchestrated among many in our midst. We thank you for the talents you have used of those in the medical profession that are often a part of these incredible stories. And yet, Father, for those of us standing right here, right now, we are still waiting for your healing touch. I ask in your great love that you would grant us healing. And I thank you and praise you for the promise that those of us who love you will be healed. If not on this earth, then when we reach our eternal home where there will be no more sickness, no more pain, and no more sorrow. If our healing is yet to come, Lord, when, then will you help us to stand firm and not waver in our faith in you? Will you help us trust you in the hard moments when the pain is overwhelming and we are weary from our afflictions? God, when depression and darkness from the evil one overcomes us, be our light. Isaiah 43, 2 promises, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. <clears throat> In those moments, will you remind us that you are right beside us? Father, I thank you for faithfully carrying me through a lifetime of chronic disease. In fact, I thank you for my illness because it's through my weakness you have been my strength. You are faithful 
And my faith in you has grown strong because I know you can be trusted with my sufferings because you willingly suffered far greater than I to assure me of an everlasting hope. I know it is through Jesus' resurrection power each of us standing here have hope. As your word says, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood that test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Help us, Lord, to give you glory for who you are, even on our hardest days. Help us, Lord, to reflect your glory to those around us in the middle of our sufferings because we know our hope lies in you. And help us to glorify your name because we know we will someday all be healed. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. May each of us standing here right now find your grace for each moment in your faithful, steadfast love and in the hope of glory until that day comes. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if I could ask if you're able, if everyone would stand. We'd be dismissed this morning by saying aloud our benediction. And the reason we all stand uh, is that they're big or small, whether healed apart from medicine or through medicine, whether healed or simply carried along, or anything else. These are the words of the God that we serve who loves us. And so will you say them aloud with me as we're dismissed this morning? Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God bless you. Go in the peace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ.